Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeves. And I'm your host, Greg Faye. And this week we are kicking off February, our special romantic-ish month. Yeah, there's romance in them. <laughs> we, there's love present. Uh, yeah, we're doing our romantic movie month and we're kicking it off with Gross Point Blank, yeah. which I think is a fun pick. Oh, and we've been, this has been on our list to do forever buddy this movie slaps. Oh, i love this movie so good it, the the soundtrack's unreal so good it, there's great moments there's great scenes i love the dialogue i love the characters the chemistry between yeah. uh uh john cusack and mini driver is like oh yeah, yeah i'm i'm like this like the scenario that we're gonna get into i was like this is so fucked up but i was like i get why you like each other yeah like, i believe it like like yeah. there's I don't think it's healthy. No, I don't think it's. I don't think either good for each other. But I get mm-hmm. it. No, I get swept up in yeah, it. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this movie. Great cast. Great cast. <sighs> great cast. Great. Just great everything. I love it. I love the way it unfolds. It's super funny. Just, just the right amount of Alan Arkin in this. Mm. Like you know me. I love a little Alan yeah, Arkin. Yeah, just, it's just, just uh, a just, little sprinkle. Just that voice just he's cracks so me up every time. And I like when he's a curmudgeon. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. not, you know what I mean? He's a rightful curmudgeon in this. But <laughs> uh, guys, if you haven't seen this movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna spit it to you right quick. Okay. We've got uh, we've got Martin Blake, John Cusack. He is an assassin. <laughs> okay, uh, he is an assassin. He doesn't really have any moral qualms with being an assassin. He can He likes it. He's it's he's good at it. He likes it. Um, slowly, we find out that he actually left his hometown like prom night. He's he's disappeared for ten years. Uh, he's been invited to uh, his high school reunion. And he actually has a job station there. And he goes, well, I guess I'll go. He's also in therapy with a therapist that doesn't want to (laughs) deal with him. Because he's like, you told me what you do. I'm very uncomfortable. You show up here every week at the same time. Please leave. Um, so then we also have, we have Dan Aykroyd, which chef's kiss. Love. Oh my God. 10 out of 10. He is also an assassin and he's trying to get all the assassins together basically. Cause he's like, we need to stop being on the same jobs together, which is kind of how this movie launches is that they're both on the same job. Shit went down. The clients aren't happy (laughs) because they've been on posted on opposite sides. This is not good. Um, so John, or sorry, uh, Martin, John Cusack, <laughs> uh, decides that he is going to go to this reunion. He, uh, mini driver Debbie, is a local radio host uh, and his ex-girlfriend, the one that he left at prom. They see each other make out immediately, which honestly would normally bother me. But like you said, their chemistry is absolutely popping. Like, I just believe. I'm like, yes, yes, you should make out. (laughs) Like, do it, do it. Make out. Yes. (laughs) So um, people are trying to kill him also. Um, Dan Aykroyd's trying to kill him. They also have uh, two... I want to say like government guys uh, that are following him around because the second he does like he he assassinates someone, they're going to assassinate him. Yeah. But they have to watch him do the bad thing. Uh, This all culminates in uh, them going to the high school reunion. 
one of the, I think it's a French assassin. Um, anyway, tries to kill him. He ends up killing, uh, John ends up killing this assassin and then Debbie sees it and it freaks the fuck out. Then he finds out that it's actually her father that there's a, he's supposed to kill. Yeah. Uh, because he's a witness in a court trial and then uh, he saves the dad's life and that brings Debbie around. And she's like, well, you saved my dad's life. Let's fucking ride. And then drive that's off it. Into yeah. the sunset. And then they drive off into the sunset and that's the movie. And it is awesome. It slaps. It's so, it's so good. Fun. It's so fun. Also, Joan Cusack as his oh. receptionist. Give me, like, this is like the first note I have on this. <laughs> all caps, which is give me John and Joan Cusack all day. All day. All day. Like, the two of them, to, like, in uh, in uh, High Fidelity. Excellent. She, like, just that dynamic is, like, I think it's based a little bit on them being brother and sister. Well, yeah. And it just works so well. Plus, I love Joan Cusack. I oh, just she's think so she's funny. that fucking Ted. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's bringing the heat. She's got that, like, quirky hotness. You know what I I mean that little, a little bit. Of, she talks a little bit out of the side of her yeah, mouth. Yeah, I fucking love that. She's so great. Oh my god, she's so good as his like. I guess his assistant or secretary. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know exactly how you would call it. her. Her like part, his handler, sort yeah, of. Yeah, like bit. kind of his right hand man a little bit. Like she's doing like, all the ordering. <laughs> like she's pouring like gasoline all over. She's like, yeah, like we're, we're closing. Almost, we're closing the office. <laughs> we're closing up. We're almost done. She's got a cigarette yes! from her. <laughs> She's doing it. She's so fucking cool in this movie. She's so cool in this movie. Love her. Um, Just just all tense. All around. Everybody's given a great performance. And sometimes I'm just, I get a little nervous. I was a little nervous to watch this movie because I remembered loving it. Yeah. And I haven't seen it in probably... I would say, honestly, maybe a good 10 years. I haven't seen this movie. Yep. And I have definitely seen it a few times. Like, it was one of those, you know, it was, a, it was in the house. Okay, yeah, yeah, It was yeah. present in the house. My parents both liked this movie. I'd watched it a lot. But, you know, there's a big difference. in ten, 10 years can make a big difference in what's good and what's not good. And I was just so nervous going into this movie. I was like, please be good. I remember you being good. And it was. It is, yeah. The most problematic thing about it is the violence, but that's like the- uh, That's the whole point. That's the whole point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's the whole motherfucking point. <laughs> and guys, we're gonna get to who we think the villains of this movie are in a second. But first, uh, we just wanna thank our sponsor for today's episode. This episode today is brought to you by TeePublic, TeePublic.com where you're going to find your next favorite tea. I love tea pop. I just yeah. love the, you know, nerdy designs. You guys got to go buy our stuff also, like our logo. You know what I mean? Just a classic logo. Yep. Just to let the people know that you're so cool and you listen to us. Yeah, that's right. You can get and you can get our weird sayings like uh don't get me don't get me hard. It's wrong. It's <laughs> Uh, and you can get that on anything that you want. You could get that on a mug. Bring that to work with you, you know? Oh, yeah. Get fired. Get like, fired. why not? For us. For us. Uh, yeah. Your job is a part of capitalism. Get, like, don't be a part of this. Get fired and help support independent artists while you do it. Because <laughs> they all get a fair shake for, uh, for all the designs that they put in. And, guys, even if you can't find something that you like in our store, uh, still use our link because it helps support the podcast and then whatever you find. And there's thousands and thousands 
of amazing designs out there. Mashups. mashups. I'm all about a good mashup. Oh, guys. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you would like uh, your next favorite tea or a super cool mug that'll get you fired, uh, head on over to vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com to check out all of our merch and favorite designs from Tea Public. That's vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. And thank you to Tea Public again for your continued support. And now it is time to talk about who the villains of this movie are. Yeah, I think right away I'm going to say the grocer, Dan Aykroyd. Yes. You know, yeah, he, definitely. He's definitely presented. He's the big, he's the big main villain, I yeah, would say, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, we also have uh, uh, Steve and Ken, Steve, Stephen and Kenneth, who are the NSA guys following Yeah, him they're great too. Yeah. They've got a great dynamic. You can tell they work together a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess any other main villains that you can think of? No, I think it's just people like, I mean, you could argue. Bulgarian, the Bulgarian, he's Bulgarian. Oh, he's yeah. Bulgarian, that's right. I, I wonder why I think every evil person is French. Anyway. I <laughs> well. <laughs> I might have <laughs> I got an idea. It ain't my no. place to say. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. The Bulgarian is also, uh, I mean, we could start with the Bulgarian because he's yeah. like a light, he's kind of a side villain in the sense that he's just, he doesn't have any dialogue. He's, <laughs> he's just kind of like on a rampage. He is. And, and it's very funny because like everybody in the movie refers to him as an amateur. Which is so funny, because yeah. I'm like, he's the only one actively doing stuff out here. Well, yeah, but that's why he's, that in my opinion is why he's amateurish. That is fair. Right? Like everyone else is biding their time mm. and making their plans, and this guy's going in literally guns blazing. One of the funniest scenes in this movie is, so first of all, um, we're, uh, I, I talk a little bit about Martin for a second. Yes. He goes back to his hometown for the first time in 10 years. His house has been turned into a convenience store. Which is... Great. Yeah, and his mother is in assisted living. The whole reveal's so good. Yeah. Him just getting out of the car, and it's just a shot of him. Just, like, fucking pay what? being like, what the fuck? Like, just trying to process what he's looking at. <laughs> yeah. Well, because earlier he had told a teacher, he's like, oh, yeah, back in town. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to go check. I'm going home. I'm going to check out the place. She's like, really? Really? Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let me know how that goes. But, okay, so the Bulgarian... We have this massive shootout in this convenience store. Massive. Like, 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 like action movie, mm -hmm. dodging behind things, gun blazing shootout. Just kind of in the middle of this romantic comedy. Like, it hasn't actually been that action filled up to this point. No, well, we start there's pretty action-y. Yeah, like the opening scene sets it up that I'm like, yeah. this guy's an assassin. You're going to watch some people shoot. Yeah, like, that's true. Um, but then I just like the they he, the Bulgarian puts like plastic explosive in the microwave. Oh yeah, <laughs> blows the whole thing up. Uh, Martin's thing is he grabs the clerk who's just like playing video games, mm -hmm. oblivious this whole thing, throws him out, and he goes, "Oh, are you okay, man?" He goes, "No, I'm not okay. I'm hurt, and now I need to find a new job." And he just. <laughs> No, what do you say? I'm hurt, I'm embarrassed, and now I need to find, find a, a new, new job. job. Yeah. I was like, oh, 
So I good. love that. Yeah, just being in the shock of something and just going, you know what? This is actually going to be the most inconvenient part of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a very small town, man. They had to build this whole fucking thing so I could have a job. Yeah, I'm not going to find another one. They're not going to pay me severance because the store blew up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Bulgarian pretty bad. And we also find his motivation. So his reason for mm. wanting to kill Martin was once again a job gone wrong in which um, somebody had borrowed a dog from somebody. <laughs> it was like this this drug lord or somebody's, like dic- some dictator's prize dog, and uh, the dog fetched dynamite <laughs> and brought it to the guys. Yeah. To, and, like, blew them up. So, like, Martin accidentally blew up an important guy's dog, and that's why the Bulgarians after him. Which I think is fair. He's just John Wicking. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally just John Wicking out here. That's yep. my defense. I was like, That's this guy true. killed a dog. He's got to go. Also, I'm very much the game's the game, man. If you're yeah. an assassin and people are shooting at you, valid. 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 You're shooting at people. Yep. That's coming back. You're absolutely right. No, it's it's professional courtesy. And and I'm so glad you brought up John Wick, because I have a little pet theory about this. Oh. Is that this, gross point blank, is the beginning of the John Wick universe. <laughs> right? Yeah, because they do kind of unionize. They in, unionize. Oh, they've got the hotel. They've got everything. Yeah. But this is like what? Yeah, this is yeah, 90, yeah. 98, I think. 96, mm. 98, somewhere in there. And like when John Wick come, came out like... I want to say like 2014 or so. I haven't looked these numbers up. So just like, <laughs> but just like that's enough time. That's dates. enough time to like. And I know there's like a John Wick's prequel TV series. I haven't watched it, so don't don't at me. Uh, but like, yeah, it's like we set up this union. We set up these rules because mm-hmm. that's what the grocer really wants, right? I, I'm here for him. Honestly, his first speech, just about how like, listen, buddy, like. We're undercutting each other. We're not getting the same money we should anymore. We're, we're both, showing up, we're showing on, the up same on the same job. jobs. We're embarrassing ourselves, okay? We're being unprofessional in our jobs. Let's all get together and, and get like just a standard across the board. We'll all get paid properly. Everybody's going to get more money. We're not going to show up to the same jobs. And, and fucking Martin's whole thing is like, yeah, but I'm a lone wolf. I'll, and first of all, that's never good. <laughs> I just want to say that. Okay, that's never a good stance to yeah, have. Yeah, That's a red flag on site. Okay, I'm a lone wolf. Secondarily, okay, no, you're not. <laughs> like, And if you were even in the, like, if you do join this union, you're still a lone wolf, man. Nobody's going to show up with you on these jobs. They're just going to be like, this job's yours. Here you go. Yeah. And 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 just from like the labor organization standpoint of it, literally what's happening here is a very extreme example of what actually happens with um, collective bargaining, right? Which is that the, the management, a.k.a. in this sense, the people who are um, – uh, contracting out these jobs, the mm. mob, dictators, whatever it is, are literally pitting these workers against each other, yes. right? And you go, well, they're just kind of the playthings of these people and we don't really care what happens. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hire, we're going to double book this and whoever gets the target first gets paid first. 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna play both sides on this. So someone's gonna hire you to do this. Someone's gonna hire you to to do this. So they end up cross paths. They end up not trusting each other too, right? Like right off the get, yeah. you see like they're like when they first meet to talk about the union for the first time, they're both like sizing each other up, both seeing if they've got weapons. They're both like really hesitant to shake each other's hand. It's like, cause they're dangerous people, but also they know that they may have been hired to do somebody else. And that's what a union does is it protects you from being played against uh, other workers and things like that, right? So it's like the fundamentals of organization here are are there. Like everything you, un un everything you unionize for is, is played out like basically within the first fifteen minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's the U Union. The U Union. The U Union. The U Union. We're so unionized, we used it twice. We uh, <laughs> the other thing is the other inciting is that the reason that the grocer mm -hmm. and Martin are both in Gross Point mm -hmm. is that Martin screws up an assassination, and as like payback or like to make it right he's given the assassination job in Gross Point. But he takes that job from the grocer, Dan yeah. Aykroyd, right? Dan Aykroyd had already been hired to do it. He said, preparations are in way. Yeah, that's like right. These, these he was like, I'm already, this was all done in good faith, man. Like we were, we're, we're already rolling on this. Yeah, yeah. Like preparations need to be made, supplies yes. need to be bought, all the rest. And then to have that work pulled from you mm -hmm. and given to what is ostensibly a scab. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. No, he's scabbing up for yeah. sure. I will say, uh, the grocer, I honestly, my favorite death, one of my favorite deaths. Oh. Just him getting biffed by a TV and then just like slowly electrocuting with the TV on his head. I was like, it's so perfect because I'm like, it's very, it's like, it's violent, it's in tone with the movie. But it's also Dan Aykroyd, so it's yeah. a little funny. It's a little funny, <laughs> especially like his last words are "Workers of the World Unite," and yes! then he gets beamed by a <laughs> <laughs> just and and sorry, <laughs> bear saying a '90s movie. So this is a yeah. big old cathode ray, big oh, ass TV, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. This isn't this isn't someone cracking an iPad over someone's noggin. No, no, this is no. This man's head is in this TV. He's there was there. Children, there used to be room. <laughs> there used to be room in a TV for a whole head. Let that fucking sit in your noggin for a second. And that was only like a 14-inch TV. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a great death. Absolutely. That final shootout, that's, oof. But, okay, so I would love to just kind of talk about uh, Martin's morals. Because sure, first yeah. of all, he says he has none, really. Like, he's like literally straight up says, he's like, I've done tests. And they were like, you're a killer because you have no moral qualms with any of this. And he, he speaks on it like a few times throughout the film. He's just like, oh, I just don't really have that. And I'm yeah. Like, well, they, he said he got tested by the army and was found to have a certain moral flexibility that lent itself to this mm -hmm. work. So he kind of has this stance through the whole movie of like, yeah, but if uh, if I show up at your doorstep, you did something to get me there. Yeah. Which I think is absolutely proven wrong in the fight. It's literally yeah. the love of your life, the woman you've obsessed over. 
it's her dad and he's just going to court. But I, what did they say? It's a, like a leaky. It's like a, some automotive, yeah. like like a faulty seatbelt or something like that. Like it was, yeah. It's, it's just a, where like a corporation has pretty much hired him out. So I'm like, okay. So it seems like he's even like though, a corporate whistleblower, yeah. I guess, instead of like ratting on the mob, which is sort of the uh, what was implied to have happened. Exactly. So what I, what I kind of like here is that he just never addresses that that could be the majority of the other people he's killed. Yeah. Like he just always kind of has this line of like, well, no, but they like they probably deserve it. And it's like, no, you're literally proven wrong. The second, the second you have any personal connection with any of these people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how many, how many good people? <laughs> I mean, that's a great question. So the, 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 and the one assassination that we see him screw up, right? Where he's yeah. trying to drip the poison down the line mm-hmm. and it goes bad because the guy moves at the last minute or something like that. And ends up shooting him, like mm-hmm. ends up having him gunpoint. And he and the guy goes, "Whatever I did wrong, I'll or, or whatever I did, I'll stop doing it." Like, and and I want to ask you, because to me that's either the guiltiest man in the world, because mm. he either has no idea, like, like sorry, I do so many things wrong, but like whatever, whatever it is, that's not what I gathered from that. <laughs> okay, you, you went the other way, so you're like, this man has no idea what he would have done wrong. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, cause I feel like if you're in that moment and you see that person, you gotta know, you gotta know what this is about. Like you would say like a name or something. You'd be yeah. like, I'll pay you double what Tony's paying you. Like whatever. You don't even yeah, mean that's, like that's guilty for sure. Yes. Yeah. You, this, I, I, the way it was delivered, I was like, I don't think this man has a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, when I've been woken up from sleep, mm, Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Anything could have happened. True. Okay. What is life? What have I done? What was a dream? I don't know. Where am I? Where am I? I don't know, actually. So, you know what? That one could actually go either way. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I did find Martin's, like, defense of all these things really interesting, though. Like, like mm. just as, like, food for thought, where he, he goes, like, I'm not a psychopath. Like, psychopaths just kill for their own good, I kill for money, which is such a funny way to put it, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, he's just like, I'm okay with murdering people, but I'm not a psychopath. Um, and he, the other thing he says um, uh, is um, states do it. He's like, sometimes they're just due process, like the death penalty. Sometimes mm. they just carpet bomb a city. Right. He's like, riot cops kill demonstrators. That's indiscriminate. I don't Mm. do that. Like just the fact that it's not discriminate. I just feel like it's such a great kind of look into how you justify this morally. Oh, I think it's how everybody justifies every bad thing they do. Where they go, oh, you know, I cheated on you, but I could have done it worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, could have been your best friend. And it's like, but no, like, the thing is, <laughs> just like, n- But none we of were it. in a rough spot or yeah, like, yeah. or whatever. And it's just like this, this uh, self-preservation of like, oh no, like, I have to look at myself like I'm still okay. And it's like. I do bad things, but I'm not a bad person. Yeah. Or like, it could be, or I could be a worse person. And it's like, yeah, you could always be a worse person. Or it's okay that I do this because there are worse person yeah. people than me doing it, right? Yeah. Like, I do the bad things, but I do 
them in a way that's mm-hmm. good, like or better than what other people are doing. Yeah. Like, like I'm slightly better than industry standard, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, we have the healthiest cigarettes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we dump a third less poison into the environment than other chemical companies. Fuck yeah, buddy. Right? Yeah. But I also think uh, the big turning point for me on Martin where I'm like, oh, yeah, you're you're just fundamentally not good is uh, later on the movie. I think it's about three quarters of the way through when things really start popping off. He gives this little speech about how like he just started it as a job. And then he was like, no, it's like fun. Like, I like it. It's fun for me. So it's like, okay, if you get to that point. (laughs) 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 Like, ah. Yeah. And and okay, obviously I'm not talking about murdering people here, but there is some joy in being good at things, right? (laughs) I prefaced it, Rebecca. I prefaced it with I'm not talking about murder here. But just, I mean, but just like skills that you Mm. acquire doing jobs that you maybe aren't super passionate about. Mm. Like you've had this where you're like, like I know you don't love being a waitress. Yeah. But I'm sure that there are things that you're fucking good at and took pride a little bit in being like, I can do this because I've done this a lot and I'm really fucking good at it and look at these fucking amateurs. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? but I think it really depends on what you're doing. I'm like, just saying, oh, of if course. If you're like, oh, I fucking, I'm the best at stealing money from homeless people. <laughs> 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 I'm like a fucking fart in the night, man. Yeah. I just get in, I get out. They don't even know where their cup's gone. <laughs> it's like, it's insane. Okay, to yes. have like pride in this and being like, this is fucking fun. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just- I love to see the light leave a man's eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna du- yes I, I completely I understand what you're saying I'm gonna double down on this though and mm. and say that oftentimes the skills are separate from the the moral implication of it right like like mm. for example I'm really great at stealing money from homeless people right you're like yeah my my sleight of hand technique is is on point right like yeah. I can I can grab a nickel from my nephew's uh, behind my nephew's ear no problem right like mm. that whole thing and it goes to my theory where I think every job this is gonna get way too serious but every <laughs> job every job everything that you do in life yeah. is a certain distance from hurting people and a certain distance from helping people and I think uh, and and like I think the key to happiness in life is to get as close to helping people as you can. So like by degree of separation, I mean like, okay, there's a doctor, right? Mm. Doing surgery on people. That's literally one-to-one. You can look the person in the eyes when you save their life from giving them surgery, right? Nobody doubts that that job is helping people. Mm -hmm. Very, very close to helping people. And then you can go, okay, now you're an accountant in a hospital, right? Like you're helping people, you know, you're doing this. Mm -hmm. And then you go, okay, but you're an accountant for, uh, uh, you know, a murderer. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, you're not murdering the person, but like, you know, there's that, there's that like, you're you're in it. You're in it. And like comedy, for example, it's like, well, we're not saving lives. We're not, Mm -hmm. we don't literally have our hands in people's guts, but you make people laugh and you look them in the eye when they're having a good day and you're not solving any of their problems. But that's, that's pretty close to helping people, you know? So, so I, I, I don't know. I just identify with that where it's like the skill is like, it's kind of like I'm a really good accountant and it's like, who are you accounting mm-hmm. for, right? 
That's interesting. So where would you put Joan Cusack on that scale? Uh, I mean, she's pretty close to her. <laughs> <laughs> like and she everyone. is ordering the bullets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but everybody justifies it in their head where they go, mm. well, I'm not the one pulling the trigger. I'm just facilitating it. But it's like, it's. I don't think that's a recipe for happiness. And I think that's why this guy's got to go to therapy is because this- I think <laughs> Minimum. The skills, the the skills, his skills aren't lining up with mm-hmm. what it actually means to be happy in life, which is helping other people. And I just, I got to say, Dr. Oatman, I love that line where he goes, I don't know. Do you ever consider that maybe your general malaise or unsatisfaction with your life is because you're, is maybe related to the guilt over killing these people? He's <laughs> so good. Oh, God. And I also think it's insane that uh, Martin's like, oh, well, I told you, and now you just have to deal with it. I'm like, that's insane, man. I know. He's like, listen, I feel unsafe. You show up here every week at this same time. <laughs> I don't want to see you. Do not call me. I swear to God, the, the phone call. It was really the phone calls for me because I'm like, that is in my opinion, so deeply inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And only because I actually know somebody that told me, like, told me like they do this. I'm like, I was talking to this guy and he was like, oh yeah, like I just call my therapist and leave like hour long voicemails. He's like, it's okay. I've been with him for 10 years. And I was like, no, that's, that's not okay. That's like fucking, first of all, there's no way that guy's listening to that. <laughs> I would get 30 seconds in and fucking delete that shit. Oh, yeah. Okay, like you, what do you mean? Like, do, how do you build that? I don't even understand what would possess a person? Also, I just don't know if I could. <laughs> I, I I question thirty second long voicemails I've left. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Ah! I've gotten off a voicemail being like, "What the fuck did I say there?" Like yeah. I panicked. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I fucking panic. Oh. I can't even be- imagine leaving an hour long voicemail. That's insane. I didn't even know we have the technology for that. Oh, no, I just thought they'd cut you oh, off at a moment. I, I guaranteed. Like, I just, I don't even know how that works. Um, <laughs> but to I say, guess, I'm like, John, like, it's one thing to kill people, but leaving these kind of answering, like, these these messages. Truly the worst thing that he's yeah, done in this ew. movie. <laughs> <laughs> just calling somebody without texting first? Come oh, on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I get it from the standpoint of, like, some people need to talk it through. Like, I'm definitely a guy who needs to, like, talk through his emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and and I guess your therapist is, like, a safe person to call and, like, do that. But just, like, do the voice memo and then don't send it, you know? Do the, vo- or, or phone a friend. Phone a friend, yeah. Phone a friend. We all have that one friend that leaves you, like, 15-minute long voice notes. Or, you know what I mean? They send you that voice note being like, okay, so here's what's going on with me today. Have you seen Monica Gross's uh, uh, Instagrams on that? No. Uh, Toronto comedian. Doesn't. I love so Monica, yeah. She's, she's great. She, it's just her sitting there <laughs> listening to the voice, like, just, and just, re- not like, not, re- just yeah. kind of rolling her eyes at, but it's her doing the voice. Mm. Very funny. Check it out. Uh, I would recommend it. That's exactly uh, what that is. <laughs> Straight up. But I just love the, uh, I just, oh man, Dr. Oatman so much. He's just like, I can't do this. I'm emotionally involved with you. That's the one thing you can't do. And he goes, wait, we're not emotionally involved. He goes, I'm afraid of, of you. you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like fearful. <laughs> and he goes, is that a threat? It's like, 
Like, and he does. Like, John yeah. Cusack threatens him. He yeah, goes, he goes like, I know well, where you live. I know where you live. I know who your wife is. Like, that, that's a threat? That's not nice. Don't do that. That's not nice. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah. Also, I cannot... I, I, I'm somebody, the second you lean on me with pressure at all, I will snap. Like my heart was going out to the therapist when he was like, like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm panicked because I feel like if I don't give you good, solid advice right now, like I'm just going to get a bullet in the head. And it's like, yeah, the stakes are just too high. Like I can't even do a crossword puzzle with a timer on. Okay. Do you understand? <laughs> like, I just can't have that kind of pressure on my oh, life. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to. Oh Yeah. <laughs> No, I need time to breathe for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, like I just uh, I can't. Even like the the uh, you know the the New York Times connections puzzles we've oh, we, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. gone back and forth on that. Just the other day, like our our mutual friend Lexa like texts me sometimes mm-hmm. at twelve oh five. No, she always does that. She and, she texts me too. Yeah, and I'll wake up and like the other day I was like. Like even just the pressure of like I need to respond to this soon. I did one. I got one match, and I was like, I'm going back to bed. Like going back to bed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I can't this game this. is stressing me the fuck yeah, out. I That's can't so find funny. four groups of things. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do want to quickly talk about Stephen and Kenneth, the NSA. Oh agents. yes, of course. This is also a really interesting moral justification because it's like. Everyone in this is sort of a bad person. Mm-hmm. In, in, they're all killers. Yeah. Except for uh, Minnie Driver's character, mm-hmm. who's just like Deb, a Debbie. Ra- Debbie. Um, so great. Who uh, should not end up with. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saved my dad. I learned about guns. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just think my whole life I would spend it going, well, there's a gun around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to try and kill us, for sure. Yeah, after that fiasco? Yeah. Like, I you're don't always care. looking over your shoulder the rest of I don't of care your if life. your fucking whole trunk is full of cash. Like, we are not leaving together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, over a high school... Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's talk about the NSA guys, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we could talk about yeah, the high school thing because I'm like I'm a little shaken on that as well. Yeah. I would like so, to. Talk I mean, about that. but like very quickly, they're, mm. they're like again, they're kind of minor villains. He just knows that they're following him around. Mm-hmm. But they have this really great thing where they go. Uh, I forget which is which. Um, by the way, it's uh, it's uh, what's his face? It's Hank Azaria. I love it when Hank Azaria shows up as a small character. And mm. I'm like, this is going to be great. Like, you always knock it out of the park as a small character, Hank Azaria. Love it. Um, But they go, uh, why don't we just kill him now? And he goes, well, because we're we're not like that. We don't just kill people for killing them. We have to wait for him to kill somebody. (laughs) And then we can intervene and we can kill him. Mm. That's just the way it works. And the guy goes, so... If you kill the guy first, you're the bad guy. But if you kill a guy who killed the guy, you're the good guy. He's like, yeah, that's exactly how it works. And I was just like, once again, it's like gymnastics. Yes. Right? Like it's, yeah. We're just doing mental gymnastics of being like, I'm actually kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Big daddy government told me to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's legit now. Mm. We're allowed to do it. It's justice. As opposed to like Martin, who's like, yeah. well, I don't just kill people. I kill people for money. Like, mm-hmm. The money is exchanged, and that makes it morally good for me. And the NSA guys are like, well, we don't just kill people. We kill people who kill people, and that's that's fine. Like, they're all doing terrible things, and they're all justifying it in their own way, which I just found, like, 
a very interesting theme of this movie is justification, right? It, and it kind of, I don't know why I just thought of this. It kind of reminds me of uh, one time I, I had written, I had done this, uh, I was writing on this movie. This guy was, the guy I was writing for was absolutely unhinged, okay? He invites me uh, for a meeting for a second movie, okay? He wants to write a second movie. And he pitches me this movie and it's the most racist, like it's insane, okay? I'm, he's pitching this to me and I'm like, and I'm trying to find like the pocket of morality where I'm like, okay, but then you know, like we all learn a lesson at the end or something happened and he goes, no, 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 that's not it. And I'm like, oh. So then I told him, I was like, okay, well, I'm just like, I'm not doing this. I was like, I'm not participating in this. I'm not doing this. This isn't my voice. This isn't how I feel. Like, and I understand that you can write things that are not in your voice, but I was like this, I, I, I find morally objectionable. I, like I will not participate. And then he says to me, he goes, well, you don't have to put your name on it. We could give you a fake name. And I was like, I can't believe that you don't understand that that's not the point. <laughs> it's not about people's public perception of me. It's the idea that this is fucking wrong. I do not. I do. know I'll do. You know what I mean? I would know. I'm going to be dirty. <laughs> I'm going to feel dirty. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't care if everybody else knows. I was like, I would know. I would go home and know this, okay? I can't have this. And it blew this guy's fucking socks off. He couldn't believe. He was like, no, but like... Nobody's gonna get mad at you. And I was like, no, 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 I'll be mad at me. <laughs> like, do you understand? <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's kind of like, it, it kind of dovetails into that whole like cancel culture um, conversation mm -hmm. where you're just like, oh, some people are just worried that their public persona will be tinged. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, and they'll do anything they'll in the dark. Do, do like, just in the dark, anything just in the like, dark shadows. They're like, we'll do, I'll do whatever I want. So it's not that I'm doing this. It's mm. that I get caught doing this that I'm worried about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't ever, like, that. The even, honestly, I'm so anxious sometimes. Like, even if I have the thought of something bad, I'm like, oh, God, what does that mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I a bad person? What's why going do I, on? Why do, I, why do I think of doing this? <laughs> yeah, like, what you know what I mean? Just as, like, a sort of, like, a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's the, uh, I, uh, many times standing on the subway platform, I get this idea in my head was like, holy shit. Like I could just push somebody. Not that I want to push somebody, but just mm, that like, mm -hmm. and I don't have a desire to push no, somebody, but the yeah. thought is just there where you go like, oh, this is how easy. Like, oh it, yeah. Like it, this it, is how it crazy is. it is around. Uh, yeah. Where I could just do this and that would be like, suddenly I have power over somebody else's life that I shouldn't have. And I also and, think and that's you kind go of... Like, you go, like, that's fucked up that that, that mm. exists in the world. But then, like, your mind doesn't let it go. You know, not not in, like, a, I'm going to push it, I'm going to push yeah. it. But just in, like, a, oh, fuck, I, like, I really... Like, I'm here in this moment, and that's a possibility. And, like, if I was a bad person, why am I thinking about this so much? Why, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's just your brain going... It's just kind of, like, I always just think about it like it's running, like, a training simulation or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're just... Your brain's kind of testing you, or I don't know, or, it's, like, running some sort of scenario. But it also kind of puts you in the mindset of, like, oh, but I... I could push, but I could also be pushed. Like I yeah, could, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like there's yeah, like yeah. all that whole and what your wrap brain up. does yeah. is mm. like try and predict the future, and it's really bad at, it. and that's why anxiety exists. Uh, I have so much. <laughs>
So much fucking anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Greg and I were talking before we started about uh, something that happened to me on the weekend. And I like where my anxiety, like my worst case scenario anxiety was confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, this is the worst. <laughs> not my bad brain being right. Like, yeah. it's not good. Oh, you no. can't give your bad brain power. My, like, yeah, your, your jerk brain is what I call yeah. it. Your oh, that's a good one. Your brain. Your yeah. stupid jerk brain. I was like, um, oh, stupid jerk. You're right. <laughs> very quick side story about anxiety and everything like that. So like I, I'm on medication now for yeah, you know, yeah, it's working yeah, great. Yeah. And I was on one of the cruises that I was on and uh, one of these cruises has, uh, you know, working, doing comedy mm-hmm. and they have this glass floor that goes out over the ocean, right? Okay, and yes. And it's like, it's like, Again, this is like top of the ships. So this is like 16 stories up or 16 decks up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And usually I have such a terrible fear of height. I've never been able to walk on glass floors. Like CN Tower has one. And like every other time before this, it's been knees buckling. Like get too close to a high balcony, mm-hmm. right? And someone's apartment, I'm like, I'm yeah, going to, like, I'm going to, uh, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't work with physics, but I'm going to somehow tumble off of the the thing. So I find myself, and all of a sudden I'm walking along, and I just look down, and I find myself walking on one of these glass floors. And I was just like, oh, well, this doesn't bother me like it used to. What progress. This is so great. And then I kept walking. I was like, and I knew intellectually always that, like, the glass is fine. Yeah. Engineering-wise, it's not mm. going to break or whatever. And I was like, this is great. What progress. And then I walked to the end, and the last panel of this glass floor is plywood. <laughs> My God! And I was just like, "Well, (laughs) (laughs) that that hit me right in the intellectual." uh, I don't feel this emotionally anymore, but I I wish I hadn't mocked over this. Chills. I have chills right now. Chills. Right? That's terrifying. No, bro. (laughs) No, I'm reeling. I can't. That's so stressful. That's actually, yeah, that's jerk brain being confirmed. Can you you be like, oh, this is going so well. Like, I've, I mean, this isn't, and then just like, fuck, (laughs) like the psycho cello. Jesus Christ, man. Um, (laughs) Anyway, do you want to, let's talk about high school. Okay. So, like, I got to tell you, as somebody that has received a few phone calls over her life (laughs) 10 years later. Okay. It's going to be a no for me. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be a no for me. I have now, and maybe, I don't know. Now, once again, I do think they skirt this super well because their chemistry is just pure. F- I'm like, these, these two people have fucked. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? That's what yeah. they're, they're, they're oozing. Okay. Um, but like my, my brain was just trying to wrap around. I, I don't think there's anyone in my life that if I saw 10 years later, I'd go, fuck, the one that got away. I struggle to remember people from like five years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I've had people call me and I've been like, I actually can't believe you're still thinking about this. Oh, yeah. Like I have said to men, I don't think about you. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, well, I know I cheated on you. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think about this. You don't need to call me about this. I don't think about this. I don't think about you. I it, it, It's not an emotional scar for me. We were in high school, okay? A fully fucking different person. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like all my cells are different. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. like, I'm a fully fucking different person. Okay. So are you, I, I hope, you know what I mean? I hope you are as well. Maybe not everybody operates that way, but I'm like, I feel like I change like completely almost every like couple of years. Oh yeah. And if you're not to, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, you're allowed to have like transformative moments, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you also have to process them at some point. And I guess mm. some people are like, I should probably, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. But like, it doesn't feel like they're coming to you for like an apology or like, like that they're apologizing. Mm. You, you know, it, it doesn't feel like this is like a, hey, in light of some recent developments <laughs> yeah. and, and mental, I've some in, in terms of therapy and my therapist yeah. recommended, no, they're calling or because they want something from you. Yes, they, they oh, absolutely. They want that yeah. they're a good little boy and they never did any wrong and <sighs> it, was, it was fine and you can live with yourself, right? Like, it's yeah. that's what they want. Yeah, no, I, I was like, that's got to be, like, like that teenage sex must have been so good. <laughs> and and the chances the, of that happening <laughs> oh, are zero. Zero, zero percent. Zero percent. Zero percent. I'm even gonna give you like a little like gr- imagination growth, you know. Like I'll mm. give you, I'll give you how good it was plus interest. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. I totally get that, man. You know, because it's yeah. like, because uh, I'm sure we've all had that one experience where, like, in retrospect, it probably wasn't that good, but, but because it was, it a, was foundational a moment, memory, yeah. and then it just becomes the hottest thing, you know. Yeah. But even still, ten to ten years later, just be like, fuck yeah, that. She's been divorced. Like she's lived a whole life, you know. Uh, you what know I mean? what I think, and I think that plays a lot into it. Oh, the fact that she's you somewhat know. recently divorced, mm. and she's just like, oh, <laughs> it's fling time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, high school boyfriend shows back up in town, mm-hmm. looking good. He is looking. You know what? You're right. He is looking good. <laughs> He's, He's looking pretty fresh. Uh, calm, confident. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, '90s John Cusack a is laying stone it down. Cold killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he is. And you know what's so weird is I like again, I, I, I heterosexual guy, and like I never quite got John Cusack. Like I'm like you're kind of just like an average. Like I kind of picked oh, him no, as like average yeah. looking guy, and then I was like I rewatched this movie and I was like, oh no, like you're you're a hot man, you're, yeah, and you're charming mm. as hell, like. Like it's that perfect combination of looks and attitude. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that voice. That's why high like, fidelity works, man. Yeah. You it, just get it. You're like, oh, kind of. Even though he's a bad person. Oh too. yeah. You're like, but I want to fix you. Yeah. I want to fix you. And I, I just want to say too, like Minnie Driver is so fucking cute in this. Mm. And there's, there's no, she's a, uh, yeah, she's an absolute smoke show. There is so many things that she does, just little flirty things where I'm just like, oh. You don't stand a chance, man. Of course you're coming. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing, like she does this one thing where she goes, she, he comes over to her house and she kind of opens the door crack and she's mm-hmm. like, okay, come in and like lets him in. And then immediately runs and jumps on the bed and is just like laying on the bed, like staring at him and is like, but no, like stay there. Like just, just go away. But it was like, the, I was like, somehow that is the flirtiest yeah. fucking thing I've like, and it was this like little schoolgirl jump for joy. Like, I'm gonna go sit in my bed and be like all flirty. I was like, damn, how did that work? And I also love that they do this. And through most of this movie, she doesn't show up in like a hot dress to the thing. She's wearing like pants and Mm -hmm. a green, green t shirt almost. And I'm just like, oh, you're, 
you're like a 30 year old. Yeah, you're like a normal <laughs> ass yeah. hot lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, this is great. Yeah, this is everything you're doing is on the on the screen and acting and and uh, like being flirty and like that kiss when they first. She's just like, anyway, fuck you. Where have you yeah. been? Yeah. Oh my like, god. Like I'm in charge of this. By the yeah, way. Yeah. Not standing me up ten years ago on pro. I will say I think that would leave a mark. Prom. Yeah. That would fucking leave a mark. You know what I mean? Like not having a good prom. I didn't have a good prom date, you know. No. Like, I th- and if I was to give any advice to any high school student, I'd be mm-hmm. like, prom isn't a big deal. You think go with your friend. Go with your friends. Go with, go with friends. a big group of people. Yeah. You're gonna be one. Dressing up that fancy isn't that fun. You may disagree with me on that. Oh, um, I love a little fancy dress. You fair know. enough. <laughs> but like, it's not the big night of your life that you think it's gonna be. If you live your life right, you're gonna go to much better parties than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Especially if you're the coolest DJ in town. <laughs> oh, sorry. She is a DJ. Yeah. Yes, I was oh, like. Oh, uh, I was like, I was, was like, that a weird thing to say? No, I was like, <laughs> I for some reason thought you were specifically calling out somebody in your high school who oh, became no. like, a D, uh, like, a, like a live oh, DJ. No, no, kind no. Of I saying. was like, if you're in a small town and you're like the local radio host, like you're a party. Yeah, everybody knows you. You've got you got swag going on. You're also going to go to a lot of like um, openings of uh, auto dealerships. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to cover a lot of weather related events. That's going to happen. You know, yeah. live on the scene here at Hank's Auto, where mm-hmm. you know they cover your down payment for the month of January. Uh, you know. I, I, <laughs> Oh, you don't look at me like you haven't listened to small town radio. <laughs> I know where you're from. I know where you're from. Oh, Craig, you got anything else? No, you? I, just great movie, great it, Oh, it is a great, great movie. Guys, great it holds acting. up. It does. It actually holds up. Like, I think there's like maybe one or two lines where I'm like, oh, you know, that's aged a little bit. But like for the most part, it's a fucking dead out of oh, ten. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I do have one last thing, which is mm. just everyone's reaction to the guy at the high school reunion who keeps asking people to do coke. And everyone's like, hey, you want to go do some blow? No. No. (laughs) They're just like, thank you so much, but no. Absolutely not. It's the worst drug. (laughs) It's the worst. I maintain cocaine is the worst drug. Yeah, and everybody else in like the 10-year high school reunion is mature enough to know that except that guy. And I just found that so funny. Yeah. Like just like, no. (laughs) No. 100%. 100%. If that guy was handing party. out MDMA, they'd be like, yes, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Make it worth it is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, it's time for our uh, ranking of the villain. What do you got for us, Craig? Yeah, so I've got the um, the uh, uh, Assassin's mm-hmm. Union yes. scale. Uh, so from the UBCK, otherwise known as United Brotherhood of Contract Killers, to the IFSF, uh, the International Federation of Soldiers of Fortune, uh, I'm going to give the grocer an AAWW, which is the Amalgamated Association of Wet Workers, uh, which is working tirelessly to make the profession better for everyone. You know? Oh my God, that's good. I've got the, uh, <laughs> I've got the uh, like high school gossip scale, Ooh, like they coming back it. to town. Like those, you know what I mean? We don't really do, I feel like not a lot of people do like high school reunions anymore. So you got to get your gossip elsewhere. Um, So I've got from a classic Facebook creep, you know what I mean? Classic. It's classic for a reason. All the way up to getting a haircut at the local salon. Okay. Because you will get 
the dirt. Okay, I am going to give uh, Dan Aykroyd, I'm going to give him a, uh, your mom phoning you after seeing her best friend at the grocery store. Reliable information. Just there when you need it. Absolutely perfect. No notes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's uh, that's some... Oh, reliable gossip. Oh, right uncut, there. you know? Yeah, that's it's the good. Tea. That's mm-hmm. the tea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> guys, and uh, we're going to get to our heroes and villains of the week in a second, but first, a few ways that you can help out the podcast. Uh, so, first of all, if uh, you have a couple bucks to spare, um, uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash the villain was right. Patreon is a monthly subscription service where you get to choose uh, and to support the artists that you love, and hopefully that uh, that's us. And in exchange, you get some great benefits. So um, every, at our top tier, $7 a month gets you two bonus episodes every month. I make a pick, which uh, I try and uh, expand your horizons or show you something <laughs> good. And then Rebecca picks one of the worst movies Where she's ever Where I am seen. expanding horizons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so last last month, for example, I did Euro Dreams of Sushi, a, contempl- a documentary that's contemplating um, you know how, how to be good and excel mm. and be dedicated to your craft. And uh, uh, Rebecca here picked Sharknado. So Where you can contemplate what happens when sharks are falling from the sky. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to hear us get like real loose and kind of silly with that, you can check that out. Patreon.com slash the film was right. We also have tiers for early release of episodes, voting on audience choice. Um, and yeah, and if not, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. This version will always be free. And we love you for it. Yeah. And if you would like to contest, ta- contact us, uh, you can get a hold of us uh, at Villain Was Right on most things. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, email. If you would like to email us, we're at uh, villainwasright at gmail.com. And that's it. That's where we hang out. So you can reach us on all of those platforms. Like, follow, and give us a review. Why not? You love us. Do it. Uh, and now it is time for our Heroes and Villains of the Week. What do you got first, Craig? Yeah, so I've got a hero this week. So uh, it's Niles again, who is the uh, the, the, the host slash dun- uh, dungeon master from the, the latest from Superheroes podcast, uh, Comedians and Dungeons Getting Dragons, of which Rebecca... Which, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's yeah. so much fun. And we're, it's just like... oh, First of all, I would just like to say... If you're like really like strict on rules, don't listen to it. Uh, no, just straight up, just don't listen to it. I know we're, Rebecca playing a D. No, 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 we're like, like free balling a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, if you just want big, dumb fun, like it, we're just having a blast. Yeah. I would do it even if we weren't recording it. I love it so much. Anyway, Niall, great guy. Yeah. Um, great podcast. Check it out. Um, and uh, he was also our guest on the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street episode. All this to say, if you don't know Niall, he's pretty straight laced. He is. Like yeah. very up. up upstanding guy. Um, so that's really all you need to know about Nile. And uh, we were at a holiday party, like, I guess, a month or two ago now. And I don't know how we got started on this conversation. But we started, the two of us, started just approaching people that we knew, mm-hmm. right? Like friends, co- like other comedians, that sort of thing, posing this question, which was, if you had to start a rumor that others would believe that one of the two of us, Niall or I, had a cocaine habit. Jesus. Who would it be? And I'm thinking, we're both pretty level guys, you Mm -hmm. know? And it was nearly unanimously me. (laughs) That... Everyone was like, I don't think either of you, yeah. like, but if Neither I, of you have cocaine energy, No, for sure. but if we had to pick somebody, yeah. 
<laughs> and like the the lie needed to spread and be believable, it's Craig. Absolutely. So like Craig would be able to cover it up better than Niall. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, this is a fluke. This is a statistical fluke. And we kept asking more people, and maybe two people said Niall, and everyone else was like, Craig Faye for sure. That's so funny. And I was just like, this is, you know, it's just that very brief moment where you're like, oh, I have new information about what my friends think. <laughs> anyway, That's we got great. a big kick out of it. It was a lot of fun. That's my hero of the week. Oh my god. That's great. I've got uh I've got two heroes. I've got two I got a couple. I've got two heroes. I was doing a show. This is this has never happened to me. Okay. I gotta tell you, in I don't know how long I've been doing comedy now, like 11, 12 years. I don't know. Um in my whole time of doing stand-up, I've never like I'm sure I'm sure I've had I've walked somebody. I'm yeah. sure that has happened. It had to have happened. You know what I mean? Statistically, I've done so many sets. There's, I've definitely walked somebody before. But I was doing this show in Peterborough, and I go on stage, and like, you know, the theater's like, it's not like full, full, but it's like there's a nice little crew here. Like, this is going to be good, right? And I get on stage, and I don't know why, because normally I don't try and start like super strong, like I was hosting. So normally I don't try and start like too dirty or too strong or whatever, but for some reason I said the word fuck off the top. Like I'm talking, I'm, I've been on stage for 15 seconds and I say the word fuck and I see a woman out of the corner of my eye, an elderly woman, just shake her head. Just nope. Mm-mm. And I look at her because it was just so like, it was over the top and she was sitting right in the front. Yeah. So I look at her and I go, Hi, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I barely even said anything. So I'm like, I gotta address this, right? And I'm like, hello, hi, I'm sorry, were you shaking your head because I said the word fuck? And then she nods really hard. And I'm like, oh no, I was like, okay, well, you're probably gonna wanna leave now because I'm about to start talking about my pussy. And her and her husband both stood up <laughs> as soon as I said that and walked out of the building. <laughs> I swear to God, there is no way it was over a minute of me being on stage. I would say- And you're, ho- you're the first And I'm hosting. Stage. So it was within the, f- I would say the first 30 seconds. I have never walked two people in 30 seconds in my fucking life. The audience loved it. It was fucking like, that yeah. was- Oh, you did, you did everybody in that theater a favor. Oh, I did them a favor? Like, you, they don't want to hear this. I'm yeah. like, also, I wasn't even like, uh, there were other other comics that were going to be like that on the show. I yeah. was like, no, 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 like, you're going to hate this. You should leave. But I also thought it was such a boss ass fucking move of this lady and her husband, because they were like, we don't like this, and we're fucking out. And I respect the shit out of that, because the amount of times I have sat through something that I did not want to sit through. Just oh to be my polite or Yeah, off the charts. Off the charts, just trying to be polite. And I'm like, good for you. Although I always love that because I'm like, what did you think you were showing up to? <laughs> yeah. Like, did you expect us to be in top hats and have a cane and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I don't know <laughs> like what the what the vibe was gonna be. But that made me honestly, they're my heroes. I think that's fucking sick. Good yeah. for you. Honestly, you did them a favor for sure. Oh God, that killed me. It's, you know what? You were you were the um, like parental discretion advisory yeah. that yeah. came up. 
and they're yeah. like, may contain scenes of drug use. Well, Absolutely no, not. <laughs> <laughs> I will be going Change now. Change the channel, Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> We're not watching this filth. I hope they got their money back. <laughs> I do. I truly do. Anyway, that's it for me, guys. Uh, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. And you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, uh, tw- uh, not Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, or uh, TikTok. I got some fun little videos on there. And uh, that does it for us this week on The Villain Was Right. Uh, tune in next week. We're continuing our romantic movie month with The Wedding Planner, which is just going to be Whoa. what a slam dunk of a movie for this podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, and until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to never take somebody else's gig. <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.